and to, to just learn more about what can we do and what action steps to be more uh, involved in Scripture and how it speaks to us. And then Jared uh, last week kind of shared about discipleship. You know, it's one thing uh, for us to be uh, having Bibles, and many of us, I'm sure, at least have one. Uh, but to be growing in the Word of God and to be able to understand, that, you know what, what I'm reading is actually the inspired words of God. It's not just a story. There's more to it. And so through that discipleship process, we can learn more, we can grow more, we can encourage each other as we're encouraged by God through His Spirit in the Word of God. Today I want to spend some time and I want to just kind of, uh, kind of bring some of this together in terms of, well, we have this Bible, we have this book, we have this guideline, we have this understanding that there are times throughout Scripture, Old and New Testament, where we can learn and we can grow, we can be inspired, we can be encouraged. Um, but what exactly do we get out of it? Um, is it just a book? No. Is it just a, 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 a compilation of stories? No, it's much more than that. It's actually God speaking directly to us in various forms, in various opportunities throughout our life stages. I look around this room and I see a lot of young kids. I see a lot of young families. I see a few of us are a little bit older. Um, some of us have older kids. So there's a really interesting mix here. But what I want to just encourage us with today as I spend time, as we spend time in the Word of God, is to be mindful that when we open up the Word of God, we're not just reading a story, we're not just grabbing content and saying, you know what, that's a really good fix, I'll take that with me. But that's actually God speaking to us. And I want to just draw out some thoughts for, for each one of us this morning that really relate to, well, Scripture, God speaking through Scripture, what are some things that I can take away, what are some things that God reveals to me when I read this amazing book? I'm, I'm not much of a, of a novel guy. I don't read a lot of uh, novel books and stories like that. Um, I'm more into um, books on leadership, church, and um, all kinds of things that deal with um, business. Uh, I'm, I'm big on stuff like that. My wife's a big novel reader. She loves, um, I don't mean to, actually I will kind of just single you out for a second. She's a Nicholas Sparks fan, so she loves um, all those intriguing, and her sister, um, is also Kristen, who's with us today with her family. Thanks for being here. Um, they're into these, these novels. Anybody into novels and stories? You like reading the stories, right? What happens when you start reading these stories? What you're actually doing is you're getting to know the author, are you not? You're getting to know that there's something happening in this story that um, is intriguing to me. It's interesting to me. It's thought-provoking. Uh, the author usually draws out like the setting and the plot and really kind of lays out the characters and all of a sudden, by the time you're in the first chapter, I know talking with my wife, she's like, we're going to go see this movie. But you know what happens? We go see the movie, and then we come out of the movie, and she's like, you know what? It was nothing like the book. It was nothing like the book, right? The story in the book was so much more compelling. It was so much more inviting. It actually put me on that street or in that room or in that conversation. How much so does the Word of God or should the Word of God inspire us when the author himself is talking directly to you and to me. He's bringing us into his story of redemption, is he not? From Old Testament to New Testament, the Bible was written, inspired by God. Old prophets testified to God. Jesus himself came into the flesh, right? John 1, in the beginning was the Word, right? So we, we begin to open up the Word of God, and as the Word of God begins to open, we're like, 
I want to know more about what this author is telling me. I want to know more about what I need to do to engage in what the author has to say. It's a game changer in terms of how we look at the Bible, how we read the Bible, how we understand the Bible, but even more important than that, how do we apply what God is speaking to us today? I'm going to share with you uh, just a bunch of scriptures, so hopefully you have a, that little bulletin and a pen with you. You can jot down a bunch of stuff. You'll see it up there. My, my thought process behind this, God was kind of helping me prepare and just kind of going through this. He was just sharing with me, you know, what I want to share with, with, with my church today. God speaking to my heart is like, I just want to encourage you to give you verses of scripture that will encourage you as hopefully over the past four weeks it's been encouraging you and provoking you to, to be in the word of God. There's a, um, there's a statistic um, where I work and where I was, where I was a part of. Um, we spent a lot of time doing some research with the Barna Group. The Barna Group is uh, a research firm um, with David Kinneman, and they spent a lot of time doing church research, leadership development research, all that kind of stuff. We worked a lot of projects with them. And I got this really interesting article because it relates to um, what he calls the state of the Bible. Uh, the American Bible Society kind of partnered with them, kind of got in this conversation. You can check this out online. But there's a few things I want to draw out of this, only because I want to encourage you to understand kind of what the trends are in the Bible, um, about the Bible around us. Here's an interesting one. The number of those who are skeptical, talking about Bible engagement, uh, toward the Bible, who believe that the Bible is just another book of teachings written by men and contains stories and advice that nearly doubled over the past few years, 19%. So much so that the, the correlation between those that are actually engaged in the Bible and those that are actually distant from the Bible is actually the same, 19% on both sides. Very, very interesting. Here's another one. The percentage of Americans who believe the Bible is sacred has fallen in recent years from 86% in 2011 to 79% in 2014. Isn't that interesting? There's a disconnect in the Bible. There's a disconnect with how people view and see the Bible. Nearly 9 in 10 households own at least one Bible, 86%. And the average number of Bibles is 4.7. I'm sure we all hopefully own at least one Bible in our house, probably more between now with all the media stuff and the smartphones and all that stuff that we have available. This is the piece I want you to really understand as it relates to the statistics of the Bible trends that we're seeing. This came out uh, just last year. It said, um, among those who say the Bible reading uh, has decreased in the last year, the number one reason why the Bible has decreased, people not reading the Bible so much, is they're just too busy. 40%. When asked that question, we're just too busy. They're too busy with life's responsibilities, job, family, etc. And that increased over a year ago. Other factors, significant change in life, um, people ch changing their whole belief system, atheist to agnostic, going through difficult experiences, on and on it goes. But 40% say that, you know what, I'm just too busy to read the Bible. 62% say, hey, I wish I could, <clears throat> but only 40% actually really engage in the Bible. So what does that say? Why did I even share that? I shared that with you because for me, I had that same problem. We get too busy. I think that because we're so busy that all those other things, they become a, a sidebar to what we really should be doing and in diving into scripture. And I think for us, um, 
as believers, wherever you are in your journey of faith, whether you're here and you're like, listen, I'm still trying to sort through this whole God thing. That's awesome. We find those answers in the Word of God. And that's where the encouragement comes, and that's where the help comes as we dive into the Word of God. And so I want to encourage you, as we kind of go through these, these three thoughts that I want to just lay out in front of you, that as you open up the Word of God, the Word of God becomes alive. It's active. It's moving. One of the verses I want to throw up there is 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. I love this verse. So I think it really kind of sets the, sto- the, 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 the tone for where we should be, and we should be thinking about the Bible. It says, all Scripture is God-breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, training in righteousness, that every man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Everything that we know about the Bible, everything that we should be knowing about the Bible, opening the Word of God, it's active, it's God-breathed. That means that God is speaking to us directly. Look at Hebrews chapter 4, 12 and 13. For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, the discerning thoughts and intentions of the heart, and no creation is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him who we must give an account. The idea behind these two verses is that when we open up the Word of God, we have to understand that we're not just reading good content or a good story. It's actually God speaking to you. Speaking to you about where you are in your point of life. Speaking to you about what it is that God wants to do in and through you as you navigate through these changes. That's why I love the Bible so much. When I have time where I'm just really kind of trying to think through how can I connect with God, that's one of the primary resources that I have. Next to, I enjoy music, but I know that running to the Word of God, I know that God is speaking through every single verse, every single opportunity that I have to face with. I know when I open up God's Word, He speaks. It's alive. It's active. It's breathing life into me. A few ideas I want to just kind of give you this morning um, as we open up God's Word. As I'm speaking, my encouragement to you today is that God is actually speaking to you, directly to you, as we open up God's Word this morning. One of the things I want to share with you about Scripture is there's so much that we can learn from the Bible. There's so much that God reveals to us when He speaks to us. And the first thing that He reveals to us is He reveals His presence to us. God, through His Spirit, God by His, uh, sorry, God speaks through the Bible, revealing His presence all around us. How many times have we been in a situation where you're like, God, I just don't know if you're there. I just don't sense your presence. I don't know sometimes, you know, where I am, where you are. How many times have you opened up the Word of God and read through Scripture and begin to just dive in and God begins to speak to your heart and you just sense the presence of God is in that room, in that space with you right then and there? It brings what? It brings security. It brings help. It brings peace. It brings confidence that He's with you. It brings hope as it redeems our past and reimagines our future. I want to give you a couple of verses for each one of these thoughts just to kind of jumpstart you so that when you leave here today, you're like, you know what? There's passages throughout the Bible that talk about God's presence, and I want to begin to explore this. I want to encourage you to explore that. Look at Joshua 1. Joshua 1, 5, and 9. I love this story about Joshua, right? Moses is dead. They're getting ready to cross the Jordan. God says, hey, listen, here's the deal. This is how it's going to go down. You're going to cross this Jordan River. And he goes and says in verse 5, and then again in verse 9, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life, just as I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. 
I will never leave you or forsake you. Look at verse 9. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Don't be frightened and don't be dismayed. For the Lord your God will deliver you wherever you go. Two key verses that remind us of God speaking to Joshua and God saying, hey, listen, I'm going to be with you. That same voice, that same message of God's presence is here for us today. No matter what you face, no matter what you go through, be strong, be courageous, right? Don't worry about whatever you're going through. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to help you. New Testament, we read through the Great Commission, right? Jesus calling the church and saying, hey, go, go. Look at Matthew 28. He came in and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded. And behold, I'm with you always, not just like today, but to the end of the age or the end of the earth. God is with you. God is with you. He reveals that to you time and time again. You probably could say to me, as I could say to you, there's probably been times in your life where you're like, you know what, I hope that God's actually not here right now next to me because I probably shouldn't be in this environment or maybe in this situation. But at the same time, you're probably on the flip side kind of going, boy, I hope he's with me because I'm really in a bad situation. Have you ever been in those moments, right? I know I have. Uh, and I can recall different situations in my own life where I'm like, you know what? Man, I don't know. I hope, I hope God doesn't see me where I am right now, what I'm involved with. But at the same time, I'm hoping that he's, he's got my back. God is always with you, never to leave you, never to forsake you. We were, one time we were in um, downtown New York, and um, crazy um, opportunity. We are bringing my brother down there to meet some friends. And my dad, who thinks he knows where he is all the time, very directional guy. We're like, guys, we're like that, right? We don't need directions. We just kind of point and go. We, we got ourselves involved kind of uh, in a couple bad turns. And before you know it, we were in 125th Street, downtown Harlem, at about 9.30 in the evening. And it probably wasn't the best place to be. And that was probably about 15 years ago. And uh, we were in a white Cadillac convertible. Uh, so you can just imagine what it looked like with a car full of us crazies um, in a white Cadillac convertible. And... Uh, I was like, Lord, Lord, if you're anywhere, I hope you're here right now because uh, we need help. We broke down, and uh, long story short, an angel of God came and just kind of helped us out. This young black kid showed up, and he went and got his dad. Long story short, we were in a situation. We didn't know what we were going to do. We were not going to get attacked. The police, we actually asked the police for help. The police basically rolled up the window and said, hey, good luck to you. I mean, no kidding, good luck to you. And uh, by the grace of God, the presence of God, we were able to to get through that. But there are times in our lives where we don't know sometimes. God, are you with us? And God says, yes, I'm with you. Never to leave you, never to forsake you. Tim, last time I saw Tim was probably about a year ago. He was leading worship when we first launched the church. And I was putting this message together, and there were some songs ringing into my heart. And I'll tell you, every single one of these songs that Tim sang and we enjoyed and, and got involved in worship were right in point with what I believe God is sharing with us today. I was saying to the guys before service, I said, you know, this song, Holy Spirit, was resonating with me all week. The presence of God all week. There's nothing worth more that will ever come close. Nothing can compare your, our living hope, your presence, Lord. Your presence, Lord. Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Come flood this place. Fill the atmosphere to be overcome by your presence. That's what the word of God allows us to do. We open up the Bible. God's presence is there. So much 
that we can be invited into that conversation with God. The next thing I want you to see as we open up God's word and share scripture and God speaks through his word is not only do we have the understanding that his revealing presence is available to us, but we also have this understanding that God speaks through the Bible and he reveals his promises, his promises that are true, his promises that are true. How many have ever been promised something by somebody? How many have you received that promise? Okay. How many times have you been let down from that promise? How many times maybe have you given a promise and maybe you've missed the mark and you've been let down by that promise? God's promises are true. God's promises are yes and amen. I love throughout the Bible, it is just totally littered with amazing promises of God. There's been studies about the Bible talking about promises that people would say that um, they've got, the Bible has about 3,000 promises. Um, others have said 7,000 promises. This gentleman by the name of Herbert Lockyer wrote a book called All the Promises of the Bible, and he claims that there are more than 8,000 promises in the Bible. When you open up the Word of God, when you open up Scripture, and God begins to pour out promises, God's speaking to you that he has a promise for you. Not just one. He's got promise after promise after promise after promise after promise. In Genesis chapter 12, 1 and 3, I think one of the greatest promises talk about Abraham. The time Abram says, go from your country and kindred to your father's house, and I'll show you. I'll make you a great nation. I'll bless you. Make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I'll bless those who bless you. Dishonor um, and him who dishonors you I will curse. And in all your families of the earth shall be blessed. Talk about a promise. Talk about a promise. God's promises are with us every single day. In John chapter 14, here's another one talking about the promised Holy Spirit. Jesus speaking to his disciples. He says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Ask, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him for he dwells with you and I and will be with you. The promise of the Holy Spirit. We've got the understanding that when we open up the word of God and scripture comes alive, it's active, it's God-breathed, it's moving, it's alive in our hearts, it's God speaking to us directly, giving us promises every single day. He promised us to bring a comforter, and that's the Holy Spirit. If you're a believer in Christ today and you've accepted that promise, you've got that gift of the Holy Spirit working in your life and enabling you to do all the things that God has wanting you to do, requiring you to do, asking you to do, because he loves you. He loves you. Promises, 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 right? We could probably sit around this room and talk about promises all day long, broken promises, right promises. I got into this conversation with God about a month ago about promises. So the, the psalm that really resonated with me was Psalm 34. And I began to read all these promises for me. And this was a personal growth experience that, I've, that I'm going through even in my own life. Saying, God, you promised so much. God, I know you're there. God, I know your presence is real. Sometimes I don't feel it. I don't sense it. God, I know that when I open up the word of God, I just sense that there's something that you're telling me. Something you're speaking into my life. I, I know, God, 
that when I open up your word, promises are endless because you love me. And as I began to wrestle with that, Psalm 34 came to my mind, and it began to kind of just tag verses like, you know, I'll, I'll extol you all times. His praise will be on my lips, verse 1. I sought the Lord, and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. The Lord, the angel of the Lord, it camps around those about them. He delivers you from all your troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He saves those whose spirits are crushed. So I'm going through this entire Psalm 34. I'm like, yes, this is great. Thank you, Lord. And at the same time, I'm kind of going, but look what's happening all around me. And God just landed me one morning. He was just like, but do you believe it? Do you believe it? Do you believe the promises of God? Do you open up the Bible and you read a promise and you say, hey, you know what? That's for me. Or do you open up the word of God and a promise lays out and God says, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to be your defender. I'm going to be your protector. I'm going to be your savior. I'm your hope. And you read that and you kind of go, yeah, but look at the season I'm in. Look at the situation I'm faced with. Look at the trouble I've, I've got all around me. And then God says to you, maybe as he has said to me, yeah, but do you believe it? D David, do you believe it? And I, I got to tell you, I had to wrestle with that. Because there are some promises I'm like, whoa, wait a second. This is an amazing promise, but man, I, I just don't sense that. And little by little, God, by his spirit, as it began to kind of open up his word and dive in, God began to share with me more about his promises, that they're true, that they're yes, that they're amen, that it's his season, it's his time, it's his purpose, it's his plan. And those promises that we're going through, God is fulfilling something special within our hearts, in our lives to develop us and to help us understand that we can't do anything without him, and it's his promises that we continue to lean on for strength and for guidance and for help. My encouragement to you is as you begin to dive into those promises, 8,000, 7,000, however many you find and continue to read through, let God by his spirit speak to you in the word of God. So when a promise comes, it's like, Lord, I believe that. I'm going to receive that. I may not have it all figured out, and we don't, but I'm going to allow your spirit to kind of continue to Help me understand that more and more in my life and drive me to that place where I can receive that and be joyful in and through it all. There's another thought I want to give you, and the thought about revealing uh, God's voice through Scripture is this idea that God speaks through the Bible as he reveals his provision in times of need. He reveals his provision in times of need. It could be any kind of thing that you are facing with today. It doesn't matter what it is. Financial, physical, emotional, relational, could be a job, could be a move. I'm sure you've faced one or all of those at some point in time in your life. If you haven't, you will. I guarantee you that. But God is a God who provides. Is he not? God is a God who provides. And as we open up the word of God, when we dive into the scripture more and more, and we read through scripture, just different areas where we can say, God, you know what, there's a need in my life. I'm going to cast that before you, right? Because I know you care for me. I'm going to lay it all aside. I'm going to ask you for your help. And I'm going to believe that, God, you're going to come through for me. That's what God does. He is the ultimate source of our resources. Have you ever tried to do something on your own and say, you know, I think I'm going to figure this out. If I do this, this, and this, and I get this in order, I think I can pull this off. I mean, I've tried that. I don't know if you have. 
God, I think I got this. And God says, oh, wait a second. You, you can't do anything without me, right? Right? But, but God, no, but David, here's how it works. God is our source for every resource that we have. He's attentive to our concerns. He's attentive to your concerns. He has his best interests out for you and for me. He reminds us how much that he loves us. I love the story in Daniel chapter 6. Daniel's a guy who, who knew God pretty well. So much so that he spent some time in prayer with God quite often. And some people didn't like it. And as a result of, of that, Daniel found himself in a den of lions. And as a result of that, Daniel said, you know what? I'm going to continue to serve my God. I'm going to continue to seek my God because I know my God's going to provide a way out of this. Daniel finds himself in this predicament. The king commanded, and Daniel was brought and cast in the lion's den. The king declared to Daniel, may your God whom you serve continually, remember that word continually, deliver you. Then the king was exceedingly glad, verse 23, and commanded that Daniel be taken out of the den. So Daniel was taken out of the den. No harm was found on him because he had trusted, don't forget that word, trusted in his God. The two words, when I was looking at that, continually and trusted, just flew right out in front of me like, hey, you know what? This is not like a, hey, I'm, I'm good on Sunday, or I'm good on the weekend, and come Monday, I'm going to just kind of kind of figure it out for myself. And then come Sunday, I'll get back in and I'll go to God. Daniel was continually, consistently, fervorously spending time with God in prayer all the time, every day, three times a day. And he trusted God that no matter what, as a result, that God was going to be his provider. God was going to carry him through. And it changed everything. It changed everything. It changed people. It changed so many situations that we face even in our own lives. Do you trust God? Do you believe in his promises? Do you know that he's with you? His presence is there? That's my encouragement for you today as we spend time in the word of God. The Bible is more than good stories and good content, good inspiration. The Bible is God speaking directly to you, to me. And I know for myself, when I open up the word of God, I can see a verse two or three times and on two or three different occasions, it speaks different to me because God is showing me something new and something fresh because that's how God is. His mercies are new every morning, right? His word gives us insights to what God is wanting to do and what God is wanting to speak into our lives. I had a very interesting conversation with, with my son this past week when I was preparing. He actually came to me and we had this really cool conversation about the Bible. And um, prior to that, let me rewind a second. My kids have phones. We have phones. Who doesn't have a phone? Um, they have smartphones. Most of us in this room probably have smartphones. And so one of our rules in our house was, hey, listen, if I'm paying for these phones, then you're going to put some kind of a Bible app on those phones. And we're going to kind of share and talk together. We're going to spend our time during the week as a family, which we, we, we do. And um, we're just going to talk about God and the Bible and what's happening in your world. And so I encouraged my kids. I said, get this U app. We use the Version app. It's a great app. If you don't have it, I encourage you to put a plug in for it. So uh, this past week we were, we were talking, and my son came to me. He said, hey, Dad. He said, you know, um, I've been going through um, the Bible. I've been reading uh, verse by verse, verses every single day. 
uh, through version, And I got to tell you, it's, it's changing the way I'm thinking about a lot of things about God, um, how I'm handling things around me, how I'm handling my relationships with my friends, um, what I'm being more careful of um, in my filter. Um, and this is a 16-year-old. And uh, so as a dad, I was like, yeah, hey, this is actually working. This is actually pretty cool. God's promises are true, right? And uh, so we began this conversation, and he said, you know, there's something about when I read the Bible that God gives me, it was giving me a more of a peace about that God's there, God's in control, and that I can handle situations only, without God's, only with God's help in my life. So again, I'm kind of sitting there kind of like not wanting to like go too crazy, but kind of going, okay, that's good, that's good, that's great. I kind of feel the same way. And he began to kind of share more about this idea that as he opens up the Bible, there's something about opening up the Bible where it's not just a story or a conversation about an idea. It's actually God speaking to him as God speaks to me. And that's exactly what the Word of God does. The Word of God speaks to us to remind us that God is with us. His presence is with us. That God's promises are there for us to grab onto and to believe and to trust him. That no matter what we face, his promises are yes, they're amen. And that his provision is available to us when we open up God's word. God says, I've got this. Let me take control. I've got this. But so often, right, in our humanness, in our flesh, we tend to fight this, right? We have this battle going on. The Bible says we have this warfare between the flesh and the spirit. And the idea is, God, by your spirit, just allow your spirit to work in my life so I can recognize and identify and grasp your presence, understand your promises in my life, and know that whatever I go through, Lord, your provision is available for me no matter what. No matter what. This morning, it's kind of funny, I, I tell my kids, you know, hey, what's the... What's the new, what's the verse of the day for you version? They give you a verse of the day, and you kind of go through, and I always check my kids every once in a while. Now they're checking me. Hey, Dad, did you read the verse today? I'm like, cool. Matthew 24, 35 says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but God's word will never pass away. thought, how ironic, how appropriate for today's conversation. Heaven and earth are going to pass away. Jesus talking about the end of the age, talking to the disciples in the context of why it was written. Jesus is speaking. He said, listen, listen, guys, heaven and earth are going to pass away. But you know what? My words, they're never going to pass away. That means to me, and hopefully to you, if his words never pass away and God is speaking through the Bible and he's sharing insights to us about who he is, his character, his nature, his love, his compassion, that means... That God's never going to leave me. His presence is always available because he says it in his word. His promises are always going to be available because his words never pass away. And his provision is available forever. The question is, are we, are we tapping into that resource through God's word? Are we tapping into what that is and what that means? It kind of segues into... These ideas of God's presence, God's provision, and God's promises as we look at the cross. 
And uh, as Tim kind of comes 